When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast with Neil and Paddy again. Paddy's back from breaking people's ankles in uh, in soccer matches and five aside, uh, but he's back. I'm delighted to have him back. I joke; he's a model of consistency and, and professionalism on the field. Um, <laughs> Paddy, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm uh, I'm enjoying the good weather and news uh, that's uh, coming from Villa Park is keeping my spirits up. So uh, can't complain at all. How about uh, you? Absolutely. I was just about to say it as well. We're experiencing an Indian summer of sorts here in Ireland, but Apple's, or Jesus, Aston Villa's transfer window is definitely, um, I was watching the Apple announcement last night. That's what was in my mind there. But uh, Apple, or, geez, I did it again. <laughs> Aston Villa are having a, a, an Indian transfer window, I think uh, is what I would call it, due to the fact that they have, um, they're obviously they're being pretty busy towards the end of the of the transfer window. and also. They're being busy, you know, splashing the cash in other areas as well. And I think, you know, both of us are super excited to get to talk about this. But look, the player of our generation, Jack Grealish, is um, he's signed. He's here for five years. The best player that we've created in many a year is now going to be with us for the next five years and is going to be our captain um, and help us build our team. Paddy, yeah. talk to me about it. Talk to me about what, what your feelings are on that. Well, like, I mean, we, we spoke about him playing for England last week and I was over, over the moon for the guy. Us being Irish, you wouldn't really be over the moon for many people that play for England. So that tells me, the, that tells our listeners the respect we have for Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 
we have spent maybe five, six, seven years now being a little bit of a laughing stock. Um, and since we stayed up, I think people have kind of sat up and went, you know, okay, we'll have stayed up now. They have, you know, a lot of money behind them. But I think the big deal here is now, can they persuade Jack Grealish to stay? And now we have. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I've spent the whole summer listening to people going, ah, sure, he'd, he'd be playing for Man United, you know, by the time the season starts. Um, and he won't. He's, you know, it's a huge statement of, of intent by the club and by the owners. So, like, there's no doubt they really pushed out the boat here. Obviously, we're not privy to the figures, but he is without a doubt going to be our best paid player and probably will be for some time. So, you know, it's a statement of intent. It can only attract players. Um, I wonder, was Diemi Martinez one dragged out until he knew that Jack was coming and if there's many more to come afterwards, you know, if if that's what Rashika is hanging on for. We just don't know. But um, I think this has been a remarkable week for the club. Um, you know, I know we had a match to talk about, but I, I think the match pales in the significance of of this piece of news and I'm absolutely thrilled to have Jack tied down, you know, and not to say we'll have him for the five years, but I don't think there's any doubt that uh, we don't need to sell him now as long as, as long as we're competitive and, and progressing each year. Um, I think, I think he can really enjoy his time at Villa and, you know, after all, he is one of our own and those that speculate about where he's going and all that kind of stuff obviously don't understand what it's, what it's like to be a fan of a club and be captain of a club um, that you're a fan of. So I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted for the club. I'm delighted for all the players around him that, you know, we want to hang on to and will hang on to because of it. So, yeah, the future is bright and I'm very, very happy about it. That's, that really sums up my thoughts on it as well. And, and I was speaking to uh, a Liverpool fan today and he said to me, he goes... Do you think, he goes, in, the hind, in hindsight, do you think it's a bit mad for Jack Grealish to stay out with Villa for five years, considering that they're, you know, he'll be 30. If he does see out his contract, he'll be 30. He's probably after signing into a big signing or release clause in, in his contract. And, you know, maybe he's not going to get that opportunity to play Champions League and win trophies. And I actually found it, you know, I, it's probably, Look, it's it's a fair cop for them to say that. We don't know whether we're going to be successful, but we every team needs an icon. Every team needs somebody that starts the, the spark of success. They need to have that player that people look up to, that player that that team kind of uh, runs behind, essentially, when they when they come out, uh, come out of the tunnel. Yeah. And we have ours as our captain. And I equated it. I said, what, how would you have reacted if I said to you 10 years ago, uh, what the hell has Steven Gerrard to gain by staying at Liverpool? You know, like I said, you probably would have ripped my head off if I had said that to you. Why doesn't Absolutely. he go to Real Madrid? And, yeah. you know, I, I'm fully aware that, that, he, that Jack Grealish, from being a boyhood fan of this club, um, to being a club captain, to being the icon, to being the best player that we have, he could turn out to be Steven Gerrard, where he leads us to a trophy. We don't need a Champions League trophy. We'd love one. We don't need one. We need a trophy to get us going, or two. Or he could end up being a Mark Noble, but either way, he's still going to be iconic. And I don't mean he's in in a in in the sense of view whereby his uh, his his talent is equates to Mark Noble's. But Mark Noble will never pay for a pint in and around um, 
in her in and around uh what was uh well I was gonna say Upton Park and the boiling ground, but obviously they're <laughs> gone to whatever that stadium they're in now as well, the, the Olympic Stadium or wherever it is. But he's never gonna have to have a pay for a point there again because the fans are gonna adore him forever and ever. And yeah. sometimes that means an awful lot to a player, especially if especially if that that player this like he's this is all he's ever wanted to do is captain his captain his club now he's got the accolade of being probably the best player in the last 30 years to play most skillful player in the last 30 years to play for the club he's getting england recognition with the club he's the highest paid player the club has ever had and basically if if you know i, I do wholeheartedly believe that there are players here that will sign up to play with jack Grealish. and that's good. That's a good point. No, if he leaves in four years' time for 120 million, um, or 100 million, or whatever, he would gladly go up my blessing. You know, he's done a lot for the club, and exactly. I think a lot if of he leave, if he leaves, if he leaves for free in five years' time, yeah, I'm completely fine with that too, because he's given his, you know, he's given his consent, you know, to his, his full backing to the project that's happening here, and uh, I think he needs to be commended for it, and it's in, like it's interesting. What you just said there, um, we uh, lucky enough we were able to have a few bodies together last night to watch the game in our uh, in McGettigan's for the Munster Lions, and you know we were talking about Jack as you know. I know if you go to Villa Park you now, you, you'll meet Nigel Spink or you'll meet Tony Morley or you'll meet Tony Daly, mm. Gordon Cowens, and all of these guys are just absolutely adored, and you know I think. Going to Man United at this stage, when we were just on the crest of a wave where where the only way is up, um, I think it might have been a mistake personally for him. But the fact that he stayed and invested in what we have here um, and, and the possibilities of what we have going forward, I think just leaves him up there. And he, he will be mentioned in, in, the, in the same breath as all these players. Mm-hmm. I've absolutely no doubt about that. And I think he enjoys that. And I think he's happy with what he has. I don't think he needs to do any more. You know, obviously he's going to be hugely financially rewarded for this. But uh, like, I mean, he went out last night and he played. He played. <laughs> he played like he was playing with his mates on the street. It was yeah. just fantastic to watch. And I really hope. You know, I, I presume there won't be too many of them listening. To them, but I really hope that the Liverpool fans and the Man United fans of the world that are talking about Jack should be leaving Aston Villa to had have seen that last night because he just enjoyed himself mm. there was a remark made by a Liverpool fan in the pub as well at one stage he was fouled on the edge of the box and he'd no sooner hit the ground and he was bounced straight back up because he just wanted to play on yeah. and they're like ah, that's not Jack Grealish but it actually is Jack Grealish and you know unless he's left on the seat of his pants Jack Grealish will jump back up and try and play on you know that's just the way he is but if you're not watching him every week you don't get it you just yeah. don't get what he has to offer he might bitch and run to the ref, but he'll be on his feet when he's doing it. You know, and oh, yeah. fine. But, but if you were getting kicked nine, ten times in the game, you know, you're going to get frustrated. You show me somebody who doesn't get frustrated with being booted up and down the field for the game. And, and we get on to that. We get on to the Burton game. But you, you said it last night. He, he smiled on his face when he plays, you know, when he gets that ball down. Um, the game is just so mm-hmm. effortless for him. And, and I genuinely and I wholeheartedly believe, and I know that this is almost like a, a trope or, or almost um, you know, a, something that, that, that every team says, but I think he would almost even, he would get more joy and more delight of winning a League Cup with Aston Villa than he would have won the Champions League with Man United. And 
it because he would have grown he's grown up in an era where Villa have been have had a barren time of trophies and for him to see the amount of joy that that would bring his family his extended family mm. yes they would love him to win a champions league they would be over the moon to win the champions league with united but could you imagine they would be like there would be tears there would be like it would just be the the like a highlight of people's lives oh, absolutely. every time every yeah. time he walks just in, magnify what, what happened last year with the with the promotion playoff yeah magnify that by a thousand and then you've got you know a cup final day yeah and wasn't he wasn't too far away from winning a medal this this season neither um but uh like i mean he 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 surely you know being a fan that means more to you than than anything like like my, my father and the old football people always say show me your medals yeah so what you know yeah. i don't care it it it's not uh this isn't Man United, this is Aston Villa and, you know, it's a really, really special club and, and when you go to Villa Park and meet the likes of, there's European Cup winners there, there's, you know, the likes of uh, Tony Daly, as I mentioned, is always there on match day. Tony wasn't lucky enough to, to win any European Cup, but he did win the Coca-Cola Cup back in 94. Um, you know, and all of these people who stuck with us through thick and thin are always hold a special place in the heart of Aston Villa fans. I think that's what the club is all about. And I think it's this mentality that, you know, we really look after our own. Um, and I think, they're, you know, regardless what happens in the next five years, there's always going to be a special place there for Jack, without a shadow of a doubt. Next time your dad tells you to show your medals, mention the word Stuart Taylor to him. Um because uh, sure, Taylor could show up a big box of Premier League titles and and, and FA Cup titles and, and everything else from being with Man City and Arsenal, but he's pretty useless, you know. He's pretty useless, but uh, yeah. Well, I, I listened to I listened to Dan Bardell talk about um, Ian Taylor mm-hmm. last night, and uh, Ian Taylor doesn't know where his Coca Cola Cup winners medal is, and you know, I've won medals and I'm sure my mother has them somewhere, but. Yeah. It's like you know they're done and dusted it's it's the memories it's the it's the legacy you leave behind you um when you're playing for a club that you you adore so yeah. you no know, i think i think those that legacy is worth more than any of the medals and what's to say in 5 years time we're not playing champions league football i know we could equally as likely be in, in the championship but we don't know that yeah. but we've i'm sure of a better chance if we've got jack Grealish in the team exactly. and it would or a better chance of signing better players that are going to spur us on. And as I say, you need that catalyst. You need that that um, that player that people are going to want to be like. Like Spurs got it with uh, they got it actually twice almost. People wanted to play with Edgar Davids when they, when Spurs started splashing the cash under Levy. Then they had Gareth Bale. People joined the club to be with Gareth Bale, and they had you know that that was allowed them to tra- to attract players. And when Gareth Bale moved on, they had a core nucleus of players that wanted to play with him and so on. You know, so having that that attraction, that star attraction, is very important for a club like Aston villa because uh you know players want to go players know that their careers are short and they want to go somewhere where they'll have maybe one two three years of success and um you know having that star player that attraction it gives players hope uh is 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 pretty big for me so long may continue the captain jack is playing with our team and hey i want him to sign another five-year deal next year again and five-year deal the year after and keep on signing those five-year deals uh, for me, I, I absolutely see him finish his finish his career with the club 
And if he does, that means we're doing something right. And if he doesn't, well, he's he's tried his best to do everything right for this club. And I, um, I for one, will applaud him out the doors at Villa Park if he goes and he'll go, my blessing. But I don't even want to think about that. That's that's way too far down the line. But he, <laughs> he put on a masterclass last night against Burton, Paddy. We won't spend too much time talking about it because the more I think about this game, the more um, I was right to have zero expectation out of it. And the fact that this was... I've got a hypothesis in this in this game anyway, yeah. but we, we'll talk about Jack's performance. It was absolutely outstanding. Um, men, men against boys performance out there, and he was just so far better than everybody else out in that field that uh, he he was he was scintillating last night. He was he was a joy to watch. Um, I think he was just it was, it was like he was celebrating what was ever happening that day. He yeah. just seen the crest of a wave. Um, he, as, as I, I said, he, it was like he was playing football on the streets with his mates. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one one occasion, I think it was for Ollie Watkins' miss, where he kept the ball in, where he had no right to keep it in over by the corner yes. flag, turned his back to the end line, and then almost taunted a guy into a tackle, and he was gone by him before he even knew. And it was just the most unnatural thing to be attacking the goal which are back to it, like, coming along the end line. And it was so it was such a joy to watch. And uh and Ollie had his little uh little wobble in the crossbar of that one, but uh, um but he was he was he was brilliant throughout. Um it, it was a strange game, it was a hiding to nothing really. It was one we had to win. Um you know, we probably had a few players in the shop window, I believe. Mm-hmm. In mind it probably I, I can't see us getting rid of too many um, because I think we need backup and I think this season has, has taught us that we need backup for what we have. So realistically, um, you know, there might be one or two of them there that are on their way out, especially goalkeepers. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what we bring in in the next few days. But, you know, it was nice to see Jacob Ramsey get a game. Nice to see Henry Lansbury get a game. Didn't do a whole pile. But, you know, to see him, he did last the 90 minutes, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he did. He did, yeah. Um, yeah, which he, he has struggled to, to find. And like, I, I, you know, he hasn't done a whole pile for the club. It probably is time for him to move on. Whether we find someone to, to match the reported wages that he's on, maybe not. But, uh, you know, I think I think the basis is there. I, I was disappointed with Al Ghazi. I think... I think he drifted in and out of the game, but the rest of them, you know, they 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 did a, a decent job. Um, I think J- Jacob Ramsey was a bit raw. I think he'll grow into it, given given a bit of opportunity, and you know, it remains to be seen if he gets that opportunity. But um, you know, I definitely wouldn't see that starting eleven anywhere near the starting eleven that we we'll go on Monday. So uh, you know, it's kind of you know it's done with now. We we won the game. Um, I don't think we were ever in any danger despite going going behind no. such a it was and in fairness it was a great goal it was a great strike early on um you know but it it was actually it was, it was quite funny to look at Stephen Quinn trying to get anywhere near Jack Grealish and he just got really frustrated mm. you know Stephen Quinn would be a good pro he he's been around a long time always wears his heart in his sleeve but you could just see he was so frustrated because he just really yeah. wanted the job on Jack but he was getting nowhere near him Endeavour would only get you so far, I suppose, especially when you cope with someone of the class of Jack Grealish. But I, I 100% agree with you. That game last night was, 
I think it was Dean knowing that he had the spark in Watkins and Grealish. Uh, the early goal was an absolute belter. Uh, it was completely, you know, it was just one of those flash in the pan stuff. Uh, we were never in, in danger of losing that game. People were expecting five, six, seven, seven goal win potentially. But, you know, anything, any way you come out of that with a win and no injuries was what I was looking for, especially when I saw the team. Um, as I said, Dean was putting people in the shop window. Uh, I'm certain of that. Um, probably and most likely, namely, um, Henry Lansbury, maybe a Neil Taylor, uh, considering that there's resurfaced yeah. rumours against today, again today of Rico Henry looking to, to be signed as well. Maybe an El Mohammedi. You know, uh, I found it. Uh, I found it actually strange to see that uh, if Gilbert is on the way out, then you know why wouldn't you play him in this game? But he seemed to have kept his powder dry with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So I, I'm, I, and I know I'm. It could be the hill I die on, but I'm a super, super big fan of Courtney House. Now I'm not saying that he should start, but I really don't get the negativity and the the people, uh, the negative light that people hold him in. Yes, he's a bit. He's a bit unathletic when you look at him in comparison to Tyrone Mings, but he gets the job done. He got in some super blocks. Uh, he won nearly everything in the air last night, and I know I was trying to dig it out again, but there's a statistical list that had Courtney Howes in as in the top five best defenders aerially in the whole of, of Europe's top five leagues last year. And, you know, that isn't a fluke. That's over the course of a, course of, of a, of a decent sample size. And uh, I was I was... Look, I'm I'm driving the bandwagon for him. I'm driving the Courtney House bus, but I was blown away when I saw that statistic as well. I was going, yeah, I thought yeah. he, I, I, I probably, I knew he was okay, but Jesus, to see that statistic was fantastic. And I, I just don't see what the, um, what the negativity is in with him. I, I think he had a fa- great game last night. The only poor point I thought he had was when he took a ball off Ollie Watkins' head and headed it over the bar, but, um. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that that team is never going to play with each other again. There, that team will never see the field together ever again for us. Well, we won't say never. We, we could, depending on who we play in the in the next round, you might see I, something similar. I, oh, something you similar. Definitely, but I don't in think, the Premier League game. Yeah, that 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 combination of eleven players will never play again. The reason I say that is because mm. Or Nealand will be um, most likely. I would imagine could be gone. Um, I think we might see the Henry Lansbury will go I think there will be one or two of those players that will go. And it's a, it's important to kind of remember that, that that was a more or less a, a full-strength uh, Burton team that played. Yes, they did lose Bostwick. And they, they I think there was somebody that didn't start. Uh, uh, Neil Airdley didn't start as well for them. But apart from that, that, that was their team. And they played one or two, if not three, competitive games already this year. This is yeah. Aston Villa, a hodgepodge team. We were never going to see silky fl- flowing football. There was people that were... Like um, the, there was people that weren't familiar with playing with each other, and it was just a case of get out of get out of the dodge with with the win. And I think that you know it was fitting that Jack Grealish scored that banger of a goal as well because that's what he does. You know he pops up in those positions at the edge of the box and he nonchalantly stroked it in there as well. And delighted for Keenan Davis coming off the bench getting his goal as well. He's somebody who absolutely yeah could sign his three year deal and go out and loan and we could see him with eight nine goals in the championship next year and I, I think that's all part of his development that it's all well and good playing a lot of football at a young age but if you're playing football and people are relying on you at a young age and you don't have uh, time to develop your skills at your own pace that that can stifle your development too so um i think it's i think it, be it, time it looked us. like he had a bit, a bit of a pep in his step as well he took he took his goal very well yeah um it was one of those moments that you thought if he was in that position last year, he just scuffed his lines. But he, yeah. he, he looked 
he he actually looked down like he slimmed down a little bit as well. Um, I mentioned it when he when when he stood up on the bench. Obviously, he couldn't see any number, and I went, "God, is that Keenan?" So you know, he looks like he's been working hard. And honestly, while I think he could probably benefit from a, a long move, and I've said it before, unless we bring in another striker, he's not realistically going to go on a long move until Wesley's back. Um, and I'm happy enough with that, you know. So it's, it's great that he got his goal last night. I think it's what he needed. And you know, if if he's called upon, you know, if if we need to bring him on with 20 minutes to go on on Monday, so be it. Um, I think we have to back him. You know, we've given him a new contract. So, um, and I don't mean the ridiculous contract that people were speculating about. I mean the one he did actually get for the extra year. So, um, you know, again. We brought him. We brought him through. Let's let's nurture him and and see what he's capable of. And you know, good finish last night, which I didn't expect. So fair play to him. Yeah, we've got people coming in the door this morning. We had a man with a serious sized pair of hands come in, uh, and he's I would imagine going to usurp and become the number one goalkeeper. Emmy Martinez, formerly named Damien. Um, then so it's the artist formerly named Damien Martinez. <laughs> Dead was named Emiliano Martinez and is now named Emmy Martinez. So he's a man of uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it wasn't the same guy that was playing for 11 years at Arsenal. I don't know. But as long as we get the guy that played the last nine games for Arsenal uh, last year, I'd be delighted. But um, I, I don't look taking the outlay that we spent on him out of it. This is, this is a great signing for Villa. Um, it, it smacks of, uh, of ambition. Um, you know, a player on the up as opposed to a player that's uh that, that's on the way down, a goalkeeper that's on the way down, or potentially a goalkeeper that uh you know that might have proven what he can prove. We have a guy who's who's looking to prove his way in the game. Um, twenty eight years of age, seems to have a good head in his shoulders. Everybody says he's a top top individual. He's a great guy. Not, I'm yet to see an Arsenal fan to say a bad word about him. Uh, as a person, so um, I'll be really excited to see what he can bring. Um, what do you think, Paddy? Do you think that we are? I, I personally think that we are in a position of having two of the better goalkeepers or better goalkeeping stable, should I say? Of um, there's only a few go- few teams in the league that I think would have a better goalkeeping stable than us. Absolutely. Um, like I know we spoke before. I I I really do think Kalinic and Nyland are probably surplus to requirements. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we will have Jed Steer as the number two until Tom Heaton is ready, whenever that may be. But you know, having listened mainly to Arsenal fans talk about him, and you know, they they absolutely adore him there. Um, the a good friend of mine is a Reading fan, and he reckoned that whoever got him were, was getting an absolute gem because apparently he was outstanding in the time he spent at Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they uh, they recalled him to the national team at that stage, and you know I think he needed the move. I've said it before. I think he needed I needed the move in order to progress in the Argentinian national team. Like he's twenty eight, he could potentially have another ten or twelve years in that team. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, he can push on. Whoever is number one himself or Heaton, you know, as you say, it's a really strong stable now to have, and. You know, you do probably need it. We've seen we've seen Liverpool in the last few years as their goalkeepers got injured, having a little wobble. Um, Man United have done it. Man City have definitely done it. 
So to, to be able to call upon these players and, and who knows, maybe even rotate them and make sure the other one is getting enough appearances, you know, to uh, to keep them keep them on their toes. Um, you know, for someone who's twenty eight years of age, you know, he's he gets he's got international call ups, but uh, just just not enough um, game time. Probably just unused subs and those. But uh, I think that's his ultimate goal is to is to get his his first international cap at senior level and, and drive on from there. But um, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted with it. He's a big, big man, six foot five. Um, just said still only twenty eight, and you know if we did pay up to twenty million, I reckon we've probably got a, a, a somewhat of a bargain for a keeper of that caliber at this stage. Yeah, you've basically said it all for me. Um, I want to have a goalkeeper battle. I feel every club should have a goalkeeper battle. It's the one position whereby. Um, you need to be very, very, very mentally strong to be that number one goalkeeper with nobody behind you. I was on the whole cast last night and I equated it to Joe Hart was brilliant when everything was going right for him. But things started to unravel slightly for him. He fell off the edge of a cliff and became very much a bit park player. And even when he's moved to Bur- when he moved to Burnley, he was usurped in Burnley as well. So when you lose the confidence as a goalkeeper, when there's nobody behind you, it's very hard to get the fire back in the belly and to, and to shift through the gears again because that younger guy has been waiting for his chance. And in some instances, kind of like Emmy Martin is, they've been waiting for their chance. Uh, they've been waiting for their chance to to play for like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or in Martinez's case, ten years to be the number one number one candidate for goalkeeper. So you know the hunger of the the chase to be number one will always outweigh the hunger of a guy who's been there and in that position and untouchable for six, seven years to regain his position back again. And it's not a slight on Joe Hart, but Joe Hart is now going to be sub goalkeeper, if not even third choice goalkeeper for Spurs. And um, probably only in there to, so that he can fulfill a um, a position from an English qualified player, you know? So, um, it, it happens. We saw it happen with Scott Carson when he was with us. Really, really lauded goalkeeper. Once the once it happens that your your confidence drops and you've been in a position of untouchability, it's very hard to get it back again. So having two goalkeepers that can bat bat each other away, that can be have a healthy competition for me is always always positive. Of all the positions in the field, it's the one whereby when you get your chance, it may you may not be in control of keeping it because your defense in front of you could be absolutely turgid. So you know yeah. it's it's about having that. Um, that, that taking that opportunity, grasping it, and being mentally very strong, and competition breeds mental strength for me. Yeah. Plus, um, the one plus with him is he's he's on the crest of a wave as well, coming into mm-hmm. to, and he undoubtedly will be starting. And you know he comes off a man of the match performance in the Community Shield and FA Cup, I believe. So um, there's no reason why he's not capable of playing at that level. So, Fingers crossed that he has a long, fruitful career with us, and uh, I've no doubt that we'll be um, we'll be all the better for for paying that few quid yeah. to have him in. Um, you know, and at twenty eight, possibly has his best year still ahead. So, you know, That's delighted true. to have him. Um, you know, my my Arsenal friends all messaged me saying, "Finally got it done." You know, he, he, you've got a good one there. So, um. It takes a lot because Arsenal fans can be very critical. So it takes a lot. If, if they think he's good, he must be bloody good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, 
potentially we could be busy. We could see another break, bit of breaking news before the end of the day today in Bertrand Traore. Um, don't want to really spend too much time talking about him. I feel like I've spoken about him to death. I don't know why it is, but yeah. I, I feel like I have already. Um, a complimentary piece, a piece that could turn out and we could be looking at the end of the year going, Jesus Christ, we got him for, for 17, 18, 19 million. We've just robbed the guy from, from uh, Leon. Um, erratic, yes, absolutely. Uh, Raymond Dominic called him a footballing tourist that he does nothing uh, of, of <laughs> semblance. But then again, Raymond Dominic is batshit so i don't really take much yeah. that he that he says into account a, a lot of the time and um, he's 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 a strange individual um but i think with birch and Troy, uh, a lot's been said uh, statistical analysis the great guys at smarter scout even agreed with me that he's his whole um ethos of where he had to play and what he had to do what he was asked to do last year had changed and it it it, it, it meant that he had to play a lot of longer balls and it just didn't suit his game he needs to carry the ball. He needs to get in and around it up up, up top and um, and just be unpredictable because that's what he's been brought in there is to be unpredictable and be pacey. And I'm looking forward mm. to if he does come in. And I know he's plays right wing quite a lot, but um, you know I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe rotate into the centre. And I think that that's what Dean Smith wants to do. If we get someone like Rashika, we'll have yeah. a smaller front three, yes, but rotate the three guys around. Rashika is used to playing in, in, in the middle. Bertrand, sparingly has played in the middle Ali Watkins has played out wide and I think you could rotate them around kind of like Liverpool do, do with their front three neither of the three of them are very tall but they're all bloody good footballers really good technically yeah. and pacey and, and tricky and if you can have Liverpool's front three 33% should I say of Liverpool's front three and if you've got three strikers that score uh, thirty or 25 goals between them fucking I'd be delighted with that to be honest with you <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to you know I know that you know, it's all hearsay at the moment. Yeah, it's hard to say how close we are, or even if even is any interest. But um, I don't claim to know an awful lot about him other than the research I've done over the last few days just to see what he's about. Um, the the funny thing this time round about who we've been linked with, they they all seem to fit into our um, our system. So, you know. If you if you think that Rashika and and Traore come in, you know we've probably filled the positions that we we want to improve in, um, all across the front line and give given Jack, possibly a different role through the middle or rotating him on the left. I I still believe his best position is coming in off the left. I think he I think he just terrorizes and makes so much space through the middle if we can get someone to exploit it. So, um, you know while while it's only a rumor. I think there has to be something in it. Um, I believe we're probably closer to Rashika at this stage, even how you say his name. Um, but we're, uh, yeah, we'll we, we'll find out soon enough. But I I would not be surprised to see something happening um, tomorrow. Anyway, at this stage, it's probably a bit a bit late to be hearing any news of anyone coming in today. But uh, who knows? It's. Um, Indeed, you no, know, I trust is he seems to be doing good business, doing business the right way, and uh, looking forward to seeing what the next move is because it's it's exciting times to be a Villa fan. I think I think there's a lot going on and a lot to be positive about. Um, you know, I think we worried last year, and I think the old doing a Fulham gag that did the rounds kind of put put us under a bit of pressure. That was kind of unwarranted, and I see there's a lot of so-called experts. 
putting his favourites to go down and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't envisage that we're going to have that battle next year. I really don't. And I know I've said it before, but I just think we, we, we're setting things up the right way that that battle won't be happening next year. I think we'll be safe from early on and uh, we're, we're building for the future and, and who knows where we'll be next season to, to push on again and attract even better quality of players. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I agree. I, I think actually Bertrand Troy is probably further down the line. Uh, Sky Sports mentioned Dean Smith last night that uh, if he was agreed and that he was doing, he was he flew in for his, his medical, apparently has been had in, in Denmark and that he flew in for his work permit hearing yesterday. So that's why I'm thinking we might hear something this evening. Dean Smith kind of looked <laughs> as if to say, don't say anything, don't say anything. That's kind of the look in his face that that, that he gave when, when the reporter asked him very bluntly and and I thought cheekily yeah. asked him straight out about it as well. But uh, whatever happens in the Rashid's piece, um, there's rumours flying around that his girlfriend or wife has, has said that he's moving to Aston Villa. But um, it's, uh, yeah, look, we'll see what comes of those. And also some random faces on Twitter today have said stuff about Ross Barkley as well. So um, believe half of what you hear and throw all the rest of it away. That's what, uh, that's what I would yeah. say on this. But um, yeah, listen, I, I think we're going to cut it there, guys. I think we're going to call it a day on that because it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a fantastic last few days. We're in the build-up towards Sheffield United. We're going to come back to you guys again, I think, maybe on a Friday night or over the weekend with a preview show on Sheffield United. I'm buzzing for it. I'm really excited. I'm expecting more bodies in the door. And uh, last night's game, while you can't read anything into it, the guys that we wanted to see perform, performed. And that's really what uh, what I wanted to wanted to take from the game last night. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, you know, it's been a fantastic off-season. We're nearly there. We're back into weekly football again. And, uh, and I couldn't be any happier on that. So you can continue to follow the pod on at Love McGrath pod. You can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I must get uh, I must get back on to um, reading out some of the comments because we've had some really, really nice comments. And unfortunately, I don't have them here in front of me at the moment. But <laughs> next time, I swear I will do more comments because you guys have sent in some really nice uh nice uh, written reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much for that and continue to keep those coming in. So as I say, we're, what, five days away from Premier League football again and uh, things are shaping up nicely. Captain Jack is on board. Hopefully we'll have a couple of more left, to, more to join him next week. And all that's really left to say, guys, is up the villa. Up the villa. Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.